a Shishkin Productions podcast. The podcast network is is blowing up it's, right it's now. It's thriving. It's thriving. And you and know. we're we're the no pun intended. We're the anchor. We are the anchor. The anchor.fm. We're the anchor.fm slash sizzle real gang. By by anchor, I mean we're we're slowing everyone down. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome back to the Sizzle Reel podcast. We are here doing it live. 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 This is literally happening as you're listening. Yeah, uh, ask us a question in the in the ask us a question in the in chat the twi- in the Twitch stream in the Twitch stream in the Discord. Yeah, ask us all the questions that you want. This is a special live edition of the podcast. Call in if we get any calls during the show. Um, we will respond to them. Uh, the callers are, it seems like we have a caller on hold here, actually. They're calling in right now. Yes, who am I speaking with? Uh, th- this is Joey Spumoni. Oh, Joey Spumoni. I feel no, like I'm just kidding. Him. It's not Joey Spumoni. I wish, I wish it was Joey Spumoni. Oh, you got me. He's, he's my idol. He makes, he makes lasagna out of eggs. Sir, can you tell us who this is and, and ask your question or else we're going to have to cut you off? This is a live show after all. Click. That's it. We had to. We we can't. Have, we can't have these kind of callers. Um. It looks like the phone line is lighting up. I think we have one more caller here. Uh, Chris, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Hello. Yo, what's up? What's up? Who who are we speaking with? Hey, this is uh, your boy Johnny, the Tomato Man, and I'm out here wanting to get into video editing. The tomatoes—they're not growing like they used to. I gotta get into video editing. Wow. That's Any cr- questions? Where should I start? I, uh, yeah, you should start with. Uh, well, do you have a? Do you know how to use a computer? Well, uh, yeah, I've got a computer at home. I got a laptop, and I'm just ready to go. But anything you can give me, Chris, any advice, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, great. Well, I, I think I need was more. Johnny the Tomato Man. Yeah, that was Johnny the Tomato. It's weird how many food-based people are interested in, in editing. I know food is just so like like passe at this point. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's it's all about the future and computers now. You know, we haven't NFTs, done NFTs, that kind of thing. NFTs. Um, what's your advice to give someone like Johnny Tomato Man who's just starting out? He wants to transfer into being a video editor from a food guy. How how to get into video editing? Uh, that's it's difficult because you kind of have to put a, a you have to have some money to invest, right? In, in a in a computer and, and you said some you had programs. A computer. I mean, I would say you got to go on the internet. That's my big takeaway. You do have to have some money to invest, though. You're right. I mean, I mean, you, you got to choose what program you want to learn. But you know what? You could get DaVinci. DaVinci Resolve DaVinci, is free. I haven't tried it, but I like I actually have answered some questions on the the Reddit forum for the editors. And uh, whenever someone's asking to like get right into it, I'm like, man, look, I've never used DaVinci Resolve, but it's free and it's it's like a respected program it's not some like random freeware it's like a good program from a good company yeah so you might as well just learn it that'll give you the basis that you need and then from there if you see that you're thriving right you can expand and start investing in in your programs i mean it basically and it is just youtube honestly youtube university it's where i where i went to school uh it's the best place to learn just the ins and outs of the programs and then like once you have a basis like you feel slightly comfortable with the interface and kind of where things go then it's time to just start doing things and trying things out that's it like and especially when you're a a new editor i think one of the coolest things is just to go through all the effects the effects panel and just like see what the different transitions do and and how you what you can do to a video Mm -hmm. most of that stuff 
looks awful to be honest yeah but but it it, it gives you it informs you of, of what you could do and gives you a chance to be creative combining different things yeah. and, and layering things it's like it's like when you move to a new place or something and uh you find this main little strip that's got some restaurants and stuff on it yeah you could go to one restaurant over and over again but you can try all the restaurants. Yeah. And that's what the effects panel is. Exactly. You're video restaurants. Exactly. That's they're, what they are. The video restaurants. They're not all going to be good. They're not all going to be what you're looking for. But, but some but of them are going to be your go-tos and you're going to keep coming back to exactly. them. You know what I mean? You're going to be a regular at those videos. Like me with Universe Warp plugin. Oh, yeah. Or, and also Warp Stabilizer. Anything that's got the word warp in it, I will use in my videos. All right. Johnny the Tomato Man, thank you for calling in with that question. The phones are lighting up out here. We do have another caller. Uh, Chris, you want to take this one as well? Yeah, I'll take this one as well. Uh, hello, this is the, the Sizzle Reel. Oh, hello. My name is Edward. I was going to go to NAB this year, but I heard it has been canceled. Uh, Chris and Alexi, what are your thoughts on all of that? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, I was actually... Looking forward to meeting you in person, Edward. We, you know, I think we had exchanged some emails before with the the help of your your granddaughter. Yep. Um. Yeah. They just announced this morning that NAB show is canceled. Uh, it's insane. I'm. I, I can't. First of all, can I tell you? I can't believe that we have so many callers just firing up. This is. We should do the show live more often. Yeah, this we really should. A great format. Um. Yeah, but I, I can't believe it's canceled either. Edward, thanks for the call, by the way. Um. I cannot believe that. It's canceled. I can believe it in a way. I just it's it's so close to it that they announced it that, you know, this is something that maybe they should have, you know, just laid the foundation for in terms of uh, here are the protocols. If we were to cancel it, it feels like it just came out of nowhere. Boom, it's canceled. Yeah, it's I mean, it was supposed to start on October 9th. Um, Full transparency. This is September 15th that they announced it. So that's not a lot of time. Like most people have probably already booked, booked their hotels, hotels booked their flights, everything, everything. Uh, and imagine the um the like the people who are there with booths and stuff who are like exhibitors. Like they gotta figure everything out again. It's I'm sure it's a logistical nightmare. I'm glad that they that they did it. Like yeah. that they decided to to bail on it and just go. Hey, you know what? We're gonna push it back to the normal time next year. Like we don't need to force this into October, especially as things are spiking. From a public health perspective, I think it's that's a very responsible decision for them. It's definitely a, a, the right move, but I am surprised. Like uh, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. I was just in Vegas and shit's wide open. And honestly, everywhere is wide open. Like yeah. it, I do understand this is a big convention and like getting a bunch Maybe of people like from inter- all over the world. International too is part of it. That, I think yeah. is the fact that there was a lot of international people coming. That's why I. That's why I honestly don't think that they're going to do. There's another conference that sometimes we go to called Mobile World Congress mm-hmm. in Spain and Barcelona. Um, it's a tech thing, and I think I don't know. I, I checked online, and it looks like they're planning to have it. But even that, I know that's in February. Like I think it's late February, early March, something like that. Even then, it's like. Uh, international travel yeah, I'm not might convinced. still not be completely there. Like, it's just my opinion. I'm uninformed as fuck, but I'm just letting you know. You know. Yeah, I. Uh, it, I mean, what 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 can you say? It it's so unpredictable because originally, what do you say? Like May first is going to oh be God. an important day. This yeah, was back was, in 2020. I remember I had like the I had probably the most bizarre like COVID takes ever. Like it was January, and I was like. 
like I remember just spreading the word around uh, around the neighborhood. I was like, I don't know, guys, there's a thing called coronavirus. Yeah, yeah you were like so scared when when no one else cared. Yeah. And then once it actually got here and shit got serious, for some reason, you were like super chill about it. You're like, yeah. oh, OK, it's here. Well, it's here. I mean, but then it, it wasn't as bad as it seemed in terms. I mean, it was really bad. Everyone was locked down. But <laughs> it was like one of those things where I was just uh freaking out about it and then it got there and you're like well here it is like this is what we, we got to do you know but um we didn't have like the shortages that people i think in the suburbs had for like i went to the bodega and there was toilet paper every single fucking time i went i was like this is wild i bought five cans of beans i didn't eat any of them. <laughs> i kept ordering takeout i was I, i'm I, I i made some questionable decisions i shouldn't have kept ordering takeout but i did say i was like May 1st, big day. It's going to be, we're going to know a lot more. <laughs> like, nope. nope. <laughs> Not at all. Completely misfired on that one. I think at that time I was guessing like, oh, August or September of 2020. We'll be good. And here we are a year and a half September later. September of 2021. And it's still yeah. just going through all the permutations. At this point, I feel like it's going to be, it probably will be March or April Yeah. before. I, I think with the remote workflow stuff, though, it has made it, it, it it's cool because now like, you know, I think um, conferences and, and different events that need to that normally are in person, they have that flexibility where they you if, if at the last minute in 2019, you said, hey, you have a month to change this entire this entire uh, conference to become virtual. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of companies, I would say most companies would not have had the flexibility or the um they wouldn't have been able to just shift like that in one month. And now that they're used to it, they can do it, you know? So I think having the virtual I mean, conferences works a lot of the time when it's things that, that aren't super important. You know what I'm saying? Like being there in person is fucking amazing, of course, but we've learned, I think that not everything needs to be this giant conference all the time. Yeah, I th well, for something like NAB, I, I feel like... NAB is different because it's hands-on. Exactly. Like, that's something that you just want to be there in person to see the new technology. And especially, I mean, speaking of these new workflows and new technology, the first actual NAB show in person is going to be pretty interesting yeah, to, see, to see what has come out of the pandemic. Yeah. I don't... I don't know what it might be, but I mean, I feel like some of that, that frame stuff or whatever, what was that camera or whatever that like uploaded oh, directly the, to frame or something like that? C to C camera to cloud. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some cameras that can, uh, like render. I, I don't know if it, it uploads it immediately directly to, to frame. And I think it, it renders proxies maybe that you yeah. can download quickly and, you know, start your, your offline edit. See, I feel like that sort of innovation is like maybe, I mean, I'm sure that was in the works before COVID or whatever, oh, yeah, but yeah. I think. It, it it maybe was accelerated. It's nice to have it now. Like it's very helpful because of remote workflows and stuff. Um, yeah, but having said that, it's I think it's good that they canceled NAB or at least moved it. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'll go to the next one. <laughs> I say it every year. <laughs> well, was it? Did Evan say he was supposed to go to this Evan one? Said he was supposed to go. I think. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll all go in, in April. next next April. Four twenty. NAB 420, baby. We'll be out here. 23rd through 27th. Well, in spirit. We'll get, we'll get there early. Um, Legal uh, weed. You know what? Before we get to this next caller, because again, the phone lines are just going off. All these all these lights are lit up. Um, Chris, where can people find us? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so we, if you want to call in, this is not the hotline. Nope. This is the cold line. 332 
333-4361. Sizzle Reel Cold Line. Cold Line Burr. That will not get you on this show. That'll no. get you on a future show. Yeah, we're not going to give out the, the live number right the now, though. Because we're already, we have too many calls. Too many calls from all our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys better uh, call the Cold Line. Uh, we're on Instagram, Sizzle Reel Gang. Uh, same thing with Twitter and mm-hmm. Gmail. We got a Gmail address. Yeah. It's pretty sick. TikTok, Shishkin Productions. That's right. And Patreon.com slash Shishkin Productions. Yeah. $5 a month gets you all sorts of cool stuff. It, yeah, it does. It gets you happy hours, monthly happy hours, which uh, I guess we were we, supposed to do this week, but eh, we got to reschedule. Don't worry. That don't, we'll have two next month. Um, You know, you can also, if you go on Reddit, we are in the editor's forum a lot. If you find a user named Sizzle Real Gang, that's us just commenting, helping people out. You know, we're just t- talking to the talking to the children, trying to get them into the edit world. What like, if there was a uh, like a, a rogue scissor reel gang out there? Oh, dude, we're like the L so is a one or something. Or the L is like a capital <laughs> I, like sizzle reel gang, and they're just like impersonating us. That'll be, you know, former guest of the pod, she friend of the pod, Kira. She uh, she's been being impersonated on Instagram. People are for real. Yeah. Yeah, there's like multiple profiles out there that are like trying to pretend they're her and she's like trying to get them taken down and shit, but Instagram's dragging their feet and being lame about it. And it's like, dude, they're impersonating her. Like, that's not cool. Like, you got to take that shit down. It's but, a, yeah, I mean, it's like a Wild West, right? It makes me just think about like the psychology of um, quote unquote influencing. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that people are out there even trying to steal your identity for social clout or for whatever the fuck bullshit reason they're doing it is like that's that sucks like that's probably really stressful yeah (laughs) i I wonder what the motivation is if it's just like if it's for the clout or if they're just trying to get some some easy cheap followers and then sell that account something like that like I, i know that's something that people do with reddit like they just have bots that post like repost links all the time Mm -hmm. and eventually it gets enough karma that it's worth selling basically to to companies why is karma worth anything i could have like it's not i don't know it's weird it's like a uh karma is imaginary it's internet but not not the concept yeah on reddit yeah it's internet points yeah it's stupid uh but i mean if, if you have enough if you post often enough and you become like a recognizable name on reddit then I mean, basically, you you you're you can secretly yeah exactly, sure. and and you can like secretly advertise. You know, like that's a good point. It, it happens all the time. Um, I wonder. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, how do you go about buying a YouTube channel? Because I was like, man, maybe we should just buy a YouTube channel that already has a decent amount of subscribers that might be kind of focused on any video stuff, and you know turn it in the shishkin productions channel and actually post real things there like helpful tips and stuff like that that'd be pretty cool i don't know i mean it's got to be so difficult to get yeah at this point it must be so difficult to get started because there's already like man there's just youtube people like personalities i think parker walbeck is one of them uh, like who's a camera person and his, his videos anytime you search anything he'll come up um I feel like this next generation of editors and shooters are going to be so heavily influenced by YouTube. I think like that, by I think, just like a handful of people. Oh, I think we're already there. Yeah. I bet you anyone under, under like 25 or 26 is like strictly like strictly getting their style from YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not to say that there's one YouTube style. I think back in the day there was one YouTube style, right? But now I feel like different channels, people do a lot of different things. There's yeah. a lot of beautiful stuff out there. I wonder there's, how much like a, a channel like that goes for. That's what I'm trying to figure out, you know? Oh, you're talking about the top ones? 
I mean, just say a million subscribers or something like that. Yeah, I I would like to know those numbers as well. I feel like that's the way Whistle Sports came about. I think that they their big investment was like buying accounts that already had followers really and then turning them i don't know this is the, i'm not trying to slander them yeah, I'm yeah. Just, no this i is mean my assumption i think that they did that and then switched it and it made it whistle sports and then it was like whoa who what is this company that's giant like oh i've never heard of them they have like a million subscribers mm-hmm. on youtube and it's like yeah. no those are million subscribers for some other thing you know yeah it's, it's kind of like that uh that plan to buy a bunch of bots that we never did I, I researched it. I just I was know, like, it's it not wasn't worth, worth it. it. Not worth it, right? Not worth it. We'll buy Footy Afterlife from Mike Bliss. Footy know? Afterlife? Yeah, he's got the Footy Afterlife Instagram page. He's selling it? We could, I'm sure we could get it from him if, okay. we, if we asked okay. nicely. All we'll right. have to figure out next week. And we'll say, well, we didn't mean football. We meant footage. Footage Afterlife. Footage Afterlife. Where does footage go after it's shot? It To post. To the edit. It's the perfect, it's it's perfect footy title. Afterlife. We're going to have to talk shit. to Mike Bliss about this. Mike Bliss is going to love this idea. I guarantee it. He's going to crack up. And when he hears it, but he's not going to listen to this, but no. we'll tell him in person. Um, Chris, uh, I think we might have time for one more call. What do you think? The fun- I mean, we've had all of these people just waiting. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's nice to keep them waiting, right? Like you yeah. have, you have the power of the, of yeah. the live. Okay. That's a little, yeah. up, but all right, <laughs> hey, you, if you need the trip like that, you can. All right. Uh, one more call. All right. Let's Eeny, do it. Meeny, miny. Hello. Yo, what's up? What's up? How's it going, Chris? Who? Big fan, Big long fan. time listener, you... first time caller. Oh, wow, yeah, it's because the first time we've allowed calls. Uh, you know my name. What's yours? My name? Why? Why would you be interested in something like that? Uh, well, just communication just, purposes. Yeah, I guess. just out of curiosity, okay. and I feel well, like. Why don't you just call me? Larry. 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 Okay, Larry. What? What's your question? Or what's your comment? It's not even a comment. I want to say I love what, what y'all are doing at the Sizzle Reel. Oh, that's awesome. Thank and, you. Yeah, you know, I live in Louisiana. And <laughs> we have, we don't have very good internet down here. Okay. Where I live. All right. Um, so I just want to know, what do you do? What are some of your workarounds when you don't got that good of internet? You need to, you know, deliver some, some uh, videos and stuff like that. Because I got a lot of videos I got to deliver. And uh- my internet is just not so good. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right, uh, Larry. Uh, what a name for that guy! I know, Larry. I, I, it's, it's difficult because love that name. The I mean, the most practical advice I have is you need faster internet these days. Uh, but some potential workarounds are proxy workflows, working strictly with proxies and sending out low. This is just for sending to the client low mm. low resolution. Uh, like kind of previews for them. Exactly. Just to get basic notes. Um, it, you know, if, if they're quick turnarounds, mm-hmm. I would suggest if you're receiving footage, your best idea is to just ask them to send you a drive. Hopefully yeah, you're not mail, mail a drive. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're not too rural. Hopefully you're on the, the FedEx delivery you, list. You're not on that last mile. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. But if they, you know, and also if they are sending you footage, I know this is like some no brainer type shit, but set it to download overnight. Yeah, you know, to set it download overnight. You know that's it. It, it sucks, but you're gonna have to do it sometimes. Yeah, and I, look, I know we have been talking about the remote workflow, but before before a couple of years ago, you basically had to be in New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. to be in the industry, um, yeah. or at least to get started. Like it's very difficult. 
I, I feel like if you can be here for five or 10 years and get experience in, in New York or LA, mm-hmm. then you can probably go out to some other like mid-sized cities, like, I don't know, like a, a Denver or San Diego, maybe probably has I a mean, lot of stuff from, I've, I've been thinking about it just from just terms of like moving this business eventually somewhere. Cause man, even today, like I was talking to a friend and granted, you know, she said that this person lives in Columbus, Ohio. So it's but still Columbus is Columbus pretty, is pretty nice. big. That's where Ohio but, state is. But, um, they paid for an apartment. That's like the size of mine, two bed, one bath. They pay, $575 a month. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding yep. me. Yeah. Like that is insane. That's wild. But that's what got me thinking. I was like, man, I mean, I've been thinking about this, but it's like in the next like two years, you know, should the, probably try to move the company. The part of the issue I see with moving the company is outside of these big cities, there's not many dedicated post houses. Like you need True. to be a production agency. It feels like I'm uh, Vince yeah. just had a, a friend visit and he said that he like owns a production company somewhere in like Texas maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it all. It sounds like they do basically the same stuff we do, but they also shoot, but it's like car dealerships and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. like just local businesses. Yeah, but I think that there's, I think there's a way to keep doing what we do remotely. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the thing is, and this is actually, it's funny because I responded to some message board comment with something like this where I was like, look, you know, if you move, it's still useful to be in New York and LA, but if you, that's to help growth. If you move out of New York or LA, if you have a great client roster, like we do, yeah, you know, I love our clients. They're amazing. Um, then, then those clients will stick with you. Like, you know, if you're, if you've built that relationship and you can keep them and you say you move to Pittsburgh or some shit, like we could still do work for our, our clients out of Pittsburgh. Is it going to be hard to win new business being based in Pittsburgh? Probably, Probably. because you're not going to be able to like, you know, there's something to be said about just being right there, being in a central hub. I don't know. I mean, I hope that answers Larry's question about the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Internet's a big thing, honestly. It's a it's it's a it's not a big truck, though. No, it's a a series of not something you just dump something on. There's a two, you know, and it actually let's go to this clip to uh, to inform that They, 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 they deliver in other ways, but they want to deliver vast amounts of information over the Internet. And again, the Internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Classic. All right. I think on that note, maybe we should take a break. Uh, I think uh, we got a big segment coming up. Segment two. The phone lines are now closed. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, callers. Uh, just call into the, the cold line. Leave your, your message. We'll, we'll get around to it. Yeah. Call in the cold line. We'll be right back. Do you ever want to fall asleep to candlelight? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, just leave it burning all night. Uh, you know, I do that more times than I would like to admit. Yeah, I do that with the oven sometimes. You cannot leave a candle burning before you go to bed, but you should probably put on a candle to wind down. It's nice. It's lovely to just have a, a, a good scent. It relaxes you. It puts you in a good place mentally. You think of it like a little nightcap. Nightcap. That's one of my favorite scents from Smells Like. What? They have a scent called nightcap? Yeah, it's Merlot, black cherry, patchouli, and amber. Patchouli and amber. That sounds like a sitcom from the 70s, doesn't it? I bet it's a hilarious one that makes me feel good. And you kind of would want to fall asleep watching that sitcom. Well, you can. Go to SmellsLikeBK.com, put in promo code SIZZLE, you get 20% off. And you go ahead and follow Smells Like BK on Instagram. That's at smells underscore like BK. And don't forget, 
promo code SIZZLE. And make sure you turn that candle off before you go to sleep. Welcome back, Sizzlers. That's, that's the Sizzler sizzling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sizzled a little bit too there at the end. Wanted to talk about the new iPhone. The new iPhone. They just uh, just revealed some details yesterday. And for me, the most interesting part is the video capabilities. They have something called cinematic mode. Mm-hmm. And apparently with the, the 13 Pro... I'm not sure if it's with the mini or not. You can adjust the focus and f-stop in video after you've shot it. So it's in a way kind of like shooting raw. Yeah, that's but even more. Yeah. Even more in depth than that. I'm not buying that fucking adjust the focus afterwards until I see it. Yeah. But until I see it like in practice, I, yeah. I don't believe I don't believe in it. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, they have three lenses on the back of the fucking thing. So like f- you know, you'd think that they could bracket the focus somehow mm-hmm. in each one, but it just sounds Sounds too good to be true. But hey, if it is true, that's pretty great. I feel like a lot of people, more people are making films, in quotes I say that, films, like more people are shooting video on their phones than ever, and it all looks so fucking good. Yeah, it really does. Like we went um last week, a couple weeks ago, we were in Philly, and um, I was uh, I was shooting some, I got, the, I, just, I, got, I just got a new phone, the iPhone 12 Pro, mm-hmm. the 13's coming, so I'm probably going to upgrade in like a month, but... <laughs> Um, especially with this announcement, this is really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. But with the 12 Pro, that footage looked great. It looked amazing, mm-hmm. and the in-camera stabilization was nuts. We did this one shot where people were running and frolicking down a cobblestone road, and I was running with the phone at a low angle, and I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be terrible. We're going to see me like running." This it it was pretty good. I mean, it looked very stable. The yeah the the digital capabilities of these things are crazy like the the digital stabilization Mm -hmm. just being able to to change things after the fact that's so wild to me and like even currently just taking a slow motion video being able to move where the slow motion is like i know that's not crazy complicated to do in post but the fact that you can do it in your phone is pretty wild it's amazing and the footage that we got from that trip is is i mean it's pretty cinematic yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like it's like slow mo 4K, I think, um, and it's shot on that wide angle that they have, so it's really good. Um, with the iPhone 13 Pro, that looks like it's going to be a real beast for for uh, f- camera film, f- camera phone filmmaking. Yeah. I guess I don't know mobile filmmaking. I don't know what to call it, but um, it's just going to be so easier for people to get into shooting. Yeah, I think 100, 100. It's going to open up like avenues for people to introduce themselves to the filmmaking process yeah and like i know we uh, we've been talking about iphones doing this for like five or ten years at this point Mm -hmm. but i feel like for a while it was just like oh this is 1080 it's actual usable video that you can post on the internet and it's not just a blur but now it's it's getting to the point where like it does kind of rival some entry level cameras and even yeah. even does more than a lot of them. Yeah, it's worth it, too. I mean, because like at the end of the day, it's your phone. So you'll have it with you all the time and it's got more uses than just being a camera. Yeah, as they say, the, the best camera is the one that you have on you. Exactly. Um, But one big thing that they announced is that it's going to have internal ProRes. That's- which from a post-production perspective is amazing because some of those early. um, Actually, I would say probably most of the TikToks were filmed on my old iPhone X 
And um, I remember dropping those files into Premiere. And a lot of the time, there would be random skips yeah. or like a random green frame here and there. They wouldn't play very nice. No, I had to convert like all of them. HEVCs or something? Yeah, they're HEVCs. Um, so they're super compressed. And it's like a maybe, what do you call it? Like a, a, a frame rate that kind of alters. It's oh, variable frame variable rate? Variable frame rate, yeah. And so it was just, um, you never knew what you were going to get, it seemed like, with those. And they were not very malleable in post. To be able to shoot in ProRes means that talking about opening this up right to to new filmmakers, they've been shooting beautiful pictures now on phones for the last four editions, five editions. Mm -hmm. Now they can take that footage and move it over into their NLE and actually create things that aren't just in the camera. They can go create things outside of it without having to learn about transcoding and like learn about you know codecs and stuff like that mm -hmm. all they need to do is hit the little ProRes button and it will play nice with your NLE and it's it's like uh it makes it frictionless you know it makes that process that's the most important part is like how do you make it easy for someone to make what they want to make yeah and it's also interesting to me that they the idea of shooting ProRes in an iPhone like never even occurred to me same because it seems like it's kind of marketed toward the masses but this seems like something that you market towards professionals who, mm -hmm. who else really cares about ProRes like yeah. that well and then i think there were some announcements that it was going to have like you could have up to a terabyte um storage okay. or something like that and you're going to so need it i feel like if you but what it opens it up for me is like are there is it going to have a capability to become like an, an atomos almost or something like that where maybe you feed a video signal into it from that a camera amazing it, it, it basically captures ProRes for you on the internal, you know, card because it's a one terabyte device or mm -hmm. something like that. And then you have basically a monitor slash ProRes capture device built in on your phone. I, that's just, you know, that's just a dream. I yeah. don't know if that would ever the, happen. The only issue I see there is Apple's unwillingness to add any ports. They're always taking True. ports away. And True. I feel like you're, you're just going to need lots of connections or like ultimate, it might be you might need too many accessories where it's like, well, why am I spending $1,500 on this phone and another 500 on accessories when I right. could buy a $500 Ninja? Yeah, true, true. That's, that's a good point. But I mean, it's just so cool. Uh, reading more, it says cinematic mode is limited to 1080 at 30 FPS, mm -hmm. which isn't surprising. But, you know, on a year from now, it's going to be the next edition will be 4K at, at 30. And then a year from then, 4K at 60 on cinematic mode. Just so gradual to me what it says it's cool because it has uh it knows how to automatically rack focus it says so it says it'll notice if a character looks away from the lens and rack focus to what the performer is looking at interesting which, that sounds pretty cool too um again so this is all this face tracking got, technology yeah yeah it is um when it's used for something like this i guess it's very cool but you know that's technology it's it can be used for for good but i will say i'm I'm probably going to I'm probably going to upgrade to this phone, which is so ridiculous. That's hilarious. I like literally just, just upgraded. Yeah, but it got me going again. I upgraded this new phone. I'm like, damn, I want to shoot video on this thing again. So uh, I I kind of I don't know. I might. I've only had my phone for about six months. I, I do have the, the next up plan where I can upgrade whenever I pay off half my phone. Uh, it's just like, do, do I care that much about a slightly better? I mean, it's actually a lot better camera, but do mm -hmm. I care that much? Do I take that many videos? I'm just excited as well. Cause I like, I think that this is good for post like yes. this might not like someone who is a shooter might not love this because it, the accessibility 
is it creates more competition right but for posts it just creates more content right yeah and i mean you're probably not going to be editing ProRes stuff on your phone i guess you could no i mean it, i i think that it's just like it's good to include ProRes in there because strictly because of the pipeline to post right yeah so like yeah. The fact that it's captured in ProRes means you can just airdrop it to your computer and there you go. Everything's ready for you to edit. You know, I, I personally am very stoked on it. Will I shoot that much more video? Like you said, probably not, mm -hmm. but it'll be cool to have it for the few times I decide to, I wonder to if, shoot. I wonder if they're going to add any sort of functionality with uh, Pro, uh, God, what well, Final Cut? <laughs> I forgot the name yeah. because it's been so irrelevant for so long. Uh, uh, maybe, right? I don't know. I, I haven't used it in a very long time, but I'm sure there's like a, maybe there's like a some sort of Final Cut uh, app that you can have on your phone, and then maybe you can like tether it to, yeah, you know, using like Sidecar or something, and then from there you can see all your footage I'm on just the computer. Or curious shit. what the know. motivation is to to add the ProRes, like why Apple thinks that it's a good idea. I, obviously, it's great for us, but it's, it's a good just point. surprising. It's a good point. Yeah, it seems like they've had they've got some definitely some more uh some more pressing things that they could be doing with the phone. Look, Chris, um let's switch gears a little bit. Let's uh let's let's talk about what's been going on this week in in our worlds. What have uh what's what's been popping with you? Uh our world lots of lots of game day stuff still and we're doing World Cup qualifiers uh for for MLS. Yeah, we're doing um, a little series coming up for Major League Soccer that's kind of going to revolve around the upcoming CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's CONCACAF, right? So there is uh, Mexico is a big country for for CONCACAF. CONCACAF, for those of you who don't know, is North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. It's their kind of uh, soccer organization that mm -hmm. unites all of those countries that are in those regions. Um, and, you know, Mexico is a a big player, a heavy hitter. Um, and so it goes without saying that we have interviews from uh, Spanish speakers. And so I've spent all week basically editing in Spanish and it is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Like obviously these, you know, have uh, AI generated translations. Mm -hmm. So they're mostly correct. Sometimes they're weird and they're a bit off, but knowing a little bit of Spanish and having those translations overlaid and understanding soccer, I, I kind of get the gist of it. Well, but it has been bonkers. My brain was like fried the other day. I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Oh, I, I would stand no chance. Uh, I mean, I've done it before, but it's, it's very rough. Like you, you I know just enough of, of the base words to have an understanding of where to yeah. cut, but I don't necessarily get the, the chunk of information. Yeah. Um, but also for, for this project, we used the uh, Premiere Pro's auto transcribe. Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the auto transcribe. And then it basically, then you can place the captions like auto caption as well. Mm -hmm. That it worked great. That's so convenient because we, we've talked about it before. Uh, we've used a program called Descript mm -hmm. to, to, you know, get, what do you, what do you even call that? The, to get the transcript. The transcript. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we but we, you, st you still just get a transcript. It's not something that you can just drop in, right? Like, just a couple of weeks ago, I I, I think Descript has that functionality, but but the point is, it's you have to round trip it. You know, you yeah, can't exactly. just do it all there. But exactly. what were you going to say? Uh, I mean, just a few weeks ago, I had to just do a quick caption for like a, a minute long video, and it didn't take any time at all for me to just manually do it. Yeah, but 
I mean, I, what it would have been nice to have that as a starting point. Exactly. You know, and as much as I hate the essential graphics fucking panel, if you, the essential graphics panel is how you can control all of the, this, the layout of all the text and the fonts and everything. So you really can, can hit your style. You don't have to like go in and make text layers anymore. And, uh, it's, it's kind of a game changer low key, like, Mm -hmm. because that was always the, the, not the worst, but it was a very mindless part of editing when at the end they're like, cool. And we need one version with, with subtitles or with captions. And they're yeah. like, all right, yeah, it's, we'll two put a, it's a two and a half minute video. That's like very inside baseball dealing with tech concepts. Here mm-hmm. I go typing all this out. And then at the end they're like, you need to, you didn't capitalize this thing. Right. Or you need to put the trademark symbol here or something like that. But now that can all be done. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll probably still have to go in and make we'll those adjustments for sure. But, but at mean, least we're not wasting that time. Instead of taking an hour to do it, it'll take like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, which is that's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's that that's that's what I was doing and just uh, editing all this Spanish stuff. And I, I said the other day I uh, took my headphones off and I was like, yo, this is like the best work I've ever done. And that's because <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like I was like in the trenches, like fucking going through all this shit that I hardly understand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end when I screened it uh, with you and the rest of the team, I was like watching it. And I was like, man, this is really not that complicated at all. Like <laughs> the edit is like just very straightforward. There's just some interviews. But in my head, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I put together a story in another language. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the edit itself isn't complicated, but the work that has to go into it, like that's a, yeah. that's a lot of brain power. Yeah. And editing isn't always a lot of brain power. That's true. Um, but yeah, what about you've used, you've been doing animation stuff mostly this week. Um, and then you're starting to help out on this other world cup stuff a little bit. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, that's what's happening after this hitting some notes and then I'm, I'm actually off for a couple of days. Oh snap. And then, uh, you know, everyone else is, is gone for tree for, I mean this, yeah, you're going to be running the ship when this when this posts yep. or when this is live chris is going to be running the ship so come by the office mm-hmm. say hi to chris please do distract him we also uh just tried out a new intern first, yes first couple of days we, yep the new intern is he's, he's good yeah i i feel feel confident yeah me too he uh you know you can tell that he's uh like green to the industry but not yeah. to the, not to the programs yeah the it was, it was amazing to see like him hit a this is like some nerd shit but it was amazing when we we went to screen something that he had made and uh when he went to go full screen the, the tilde the thing and he just did shift tilde yep. and it went full screen. i was like yes I, he knows the shortcuts i watched that that's the, what i'm fucking same talking exact about. thing i almost i almost even said when we were about to screen it i, I almost said hit the tilde and then he just did it he's it perfect yeah, yeah it's cool and even the, the questions that he asked me were actually pretty like on point like at one point he was curious how to you know how you can time remap you can keyframe like on the video layer mm-hmm. um he he was trying to do that on the audio layer yeah. and didn't know how and it turns out you can't do that in premiere yeah but that's something that i didn't even know like yeah. but it's cool because he, yeah he's trying to like to to further the knowledge and take these steps without just being like stuck in a certain way of editing exactly which honestly i'm fucking guilty of that shit i'm always stuck in a certain way of editing because i get so cocky where i'm like yeah whatever i'm good i can tell a story (laughs) and then like i just do my old 
dumb shit where like I'm like using text layers instead of the caption tool. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, habits are hard to break. Right. But this is, this is definitely an industry where you have to keep up with the times and the new technology and the new workflows. Like every couple of years it changes. It's true. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to, uh, to, to see, you know, to see him grow. I feel like uh, it's, it's cool to see an intern like learning and like actually getting into it. And for all you haters out there, it's a paid intern. Paid uh, intern. Good. Yeah. He's getting a good. He's getting also, a good. Also, he he reached out to us, and that's it's that's true. part of the reason that we were like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, maybe we'll have to get him on the pod towards the end of his internship. Yeah, we will. We'll we will. Do, we'll, we'll make Tw- him get towards on the, the pod. end. Is there a, yeah. a date in mind? I think it's like a th- is our internships normally like three months. Three or something months like sounds that. about right. Yeah, we'll get him on, and we'll we'll see what we'll just what do he's it learned through the end of the year. We'll see what he's learned. You know, I think he'll learn a lot. Um, other things that happened this week, last week, I guess. Um, we recorded. Uh, we recorded germs season, season two of the ask not oh, me yeah. Anything podcast. We got the first two episodes in the can. One of them's live. Uh, that's germ talking to his mom. It's the premiere episode of uh, season two. And, uh, it's kind of celebrating germs 30th birthday. And then he goes to talk to his mom. Who's, uh, just an amazing person mm-hmm. full of positivity stage four cancer survivor. I think uh, motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. She, and she lives in Jacksonville. She does live I in was Jacksonville. Bummed that you had to dip because afterwards, like we were talking about Jacksonville and I was like, man, I wish Chris was here. Cause he's, you guys would probably hit it off. She was talking about, uh, Jack's beach. I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like talking about how Mandarin is super different, you know, it, oh yeah she she obviously gets it because she lives there but explaining to the other people in the room i was like jacksonville is not like it's very different depending on what neighborhood you're it's in it's just so big you can be like an hour and 15 minutes away from the fucking beach or you can be five minutes from the beach and still be in jacksonville exactly it's nuts um yeah i was a little disappointed that i couldn't stay it's just been like a wild week uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this week has been crazy mm-hmm. and uh, like like they they got here and like we had edits to get out you were on the phone with tech support yeah i was trying to help the the intern and like there there just there was wasn't just a, a chance to stuff s- going yeah. on. there wasn't a chance to settle down and talk to each other they we also recorded um episode two which yeah. is coming out on as of this post as of as of when this pod goes live it's coming out on wednesday austin rogers jeopardy champion he was he had a 13 game winning streak he won nearly half a million dollars and he bartends in Hell's Kitchen. That's so interesting. So, yeah, that's that's a fun one. So check it out, the Ask Not Me Anything podcast with Jeremy Cohen. We also recorded the first episode of Rounds of Sound. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We had um, John Roseborough on. He's a musician who actually just moved to New York, I think. Very talented guy. Um, it was very cool to have him in. And that episode's coming October 15th. So that is, we're way, we're, we're, we're banking that one. So Damn. Check back in in October. The, the podcast network is, is blowing up it's, right it's now. It's thriving. It's thriving. And, and we're, we're the, we're, po- no pun intended. We're the anchor. We are the anchor. The anchor.fm. We're the anchor.fm slash sizzle real gang. We, um, we, by, by anchor, I mean, we're, we're slowing everyone down. We're like the foundation though, in many ways, yeah. you know, like just because sizzle real keeps going, that's why other shit keeps happening. Um, I mean, that's not necessarily true, but it's good to stay in practice. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. In praxis. Um, all right, Chris, before we get out of here, one last little tidbit, one last note. I think Disney announced that all of their remaining 2021 films will be released only in theaters. Damn. Which is so wild that on the same day that the Disney NA, was like, yeah. we're only going to release things in theaters. NAB is like, we're canceling the thing. <laughs> like, it's just typical fucking america yeah. like every no one's on the same page no one's ever. on the same page at all um 
I personally think it's great that they're um, going back to a theater model. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not the one who who can say if it's too early or what, but I think that if if COVID if we can get it under control, I would love for the theater model to come back and in, into play. I mean, obviously, inter, inter, intertwine it with streaming a little bit. Right. But the experience of going to theaters is just so much nicer than watching shit at home. Yeah. In my opinion. I wonder I how know. the AMC stock's doing after that announcement. You got to check it out. I, uh, I don't I have mixed feelings on it or like, I don't really care that it's only going to be in theaters. Like I'm at this point, either you're vaccinated or you're not. And yeah. if you get it and die, you die because you're unvaccinated. Damn. Um, but <laughs> savage, but true. But I, I am disappointed that, they're taking it off of direct to streaming if you want to to pay for it like yeah i just think I it's it's nice to not have to go to the theater it's nice to watch something immediately at home like sometimes you just don't you don't want to go out yeah i mean it's it's that tried and true sort of tale of uh that all like media uh, platforms kind of go through especially now is it's all about access. Give mm-hmm. people access to it. And that's all you need to do. Yeah. Like just make it available in as many places as you can and people will watch it. And you know? that's, uh, that's something that people have said about piracy before is that it's not typically not necessarily to do with money. Yeah, it's to do with here. access. Yeah, exactly. People aren't out here like, damn, I want to fucking torrent groundhog day because uh, I because like fuck the studios. People are like, damn, I want to watch groundhog day, but I have nowhere to do it. I exactly. guess I'll torrent it. Exactly. You know? I mean, nowadays, obviously, it's a little different because they're on the platform. Yeah, you can rent but, just about anywhere. But also, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you just like I, I actually used a clip of groundhog day um, in, your in, reel. in my reel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, pro- I probably pirated it. I don't know that for sure. I might've gotten it off of, uh, off of YouTube, but I mean, I need the, the physical video file, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get that from streaming. I can't just rent it and use it in my reel. Like it's true. I need to actually get it. You got like, to get it. Ha- have you it have physically. Have the file. Exactly. Yeah. With DRM free, of course. Yeah. And, well, and also you're, um, you know, it's not like you're like getting it to, to watch it. You're like repurposing it. So you're, it's, you're doing it under fair use or whatever. Yeah. Also it's been 30 years since that movie came out. People made their money. That's a good point. Um, all right, well let's wrap this up. Chris, where can people, uh, find us? Well, they can call us three, three, two, three, 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 4361. Leave us a message. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, Sizzle Real Gang. That's right. You can find us on Patreon, Shishkin Productions, mm-hmm. and same with TikTok, Shishkin yep. Productions. That's true. Um, and you and know, Gmail, Gmail, Sizzle Real Gang, the most important one. If you're uh, gonna follow us on Instagram, be prepared for a whole lot of nothing because I, I, that's a wasteland. We don't go on there, but I'm 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 fairly active on Twitter with Sizzle Real Gang. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm posting, responding to stuff like maybe three or four times a week. So, you know, if you really have something to say, tweet at us because I'm not going to get in those Instagram DMs for like I get in there like once every six weeks. Yeah, so. I, I I logged out of the Instagram. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that about does it. I think we had a pretty productive little pod here with just the two Hold of on, us. Uh, we got one more call. Oh, we got a call. Uh, spam risk. Oh, man, this spam, this spam people just keep calling us, you know? Yeah, sorry, guys. And better luck next time, spammers. Um, Sizzlers, we're going to leave you with a track 
from Sting and the Police. The only good police. ACAB, let's fucking go. Let me ask you, mm. you make a mean cocktail or no? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Barman. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Barman. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Barman. Yeah, Wandering Barman. Shishkin Productions Podcast.